Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Rebecca here and today we have author John Murphy with us and John your new book comes out in October right so I'm gonna let you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your upcoming book is gonna be about all right thanks Rebecca uh, and hello everybody so yeah this new book it's my 20th book actually so I've been writing for quite a long time uh, it's a story about a man an executive in this case who's stressing out and it's actually a sequel to a book I wrote 25 years ago called Agent of Change, where he's, he gets help from a, a consultant changing his corporate culture and really pulling people together as a team and getting people aligned and getting everything into flow. And so it occurred to me after 25 years that I should return to that book and tell another story, the same protagonist. And this story is about he's been successful, he's had all, all kinds of of wins in his life, so to speak, but he's still not really happy. He, he feels empty in a way. He's not speaking with his father. He has some friction and conflict with his brother. You learn this in the story. So he goes back to this same consultant and he says, hey, you helped me change my culture. Can you help me change me? <laughs> you know, in a transformational right. kind of way. I'm, mm -hmm. it's just, I'm not feeling joyful. I'm just not, I'm, I'm stressing about things I know I shouldn't be stressing about. So really the book is about transforming yourself and learning to think outside of the ego box, which is the fear-based dualistic mindset that we all understand and, and know to some extent and taking in a much more forgiving, free, freeing, positive way. And right. um, so that's, that's the storyline. And the title of the book is Miracle Minded Manager. Miracle Minded Manager. And it's and what I do is I integrate something called A Course in Miracles in with modern day life and, and, and business and family. And uh, it's just changed my entire perspective about life, about myself, my relationships, things like that. So I, I took the lessons, essentially, the, the essence of it and wove it into a story. So I'm not trying to reteach through this new book, A Course in Miracles, there's no need for that, but to teach an app, to, to, to show an application of it. So what, what does it look like going through this in a typical situation, work, family, things like that? Uh, the advanced reader's copy, I've, I've got one actually right here. These have gone out to the media and to a, a number of, of business people around the world. And the, and the testimonials endorsements have been fantastic. So it's getting some great attention already. Awesome. comes out on October 22nd. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it. And so who do you see as the prospective reader for this book? Who is this written to? Anybody who's stressing. Which is so basically everyone. Much everyone. <laughs> well, well, what caught, yeah. <laughs> what caught my attention was that your proposed solution to the healthcare crisis is just miracle-minded management, and hence the book. And so uh, that really caught my attention because I think you know we're so ingrained with stress, worry, fear, and all of these negative emotions 
Um, so I just wondered like your concept. So how do we begin living, like you say, from a basis of love and appreciation? Yeah, well, that's the, that's the shift. And there's a title in the book, uh, a chapter titled Shift Happens. And the shift is, it's what the Buddhists would call awakening. It's what the Hindus would call enlightenment. It's what Christians might call salvation. It's a, it's a profound shift in perception. And that's how A Course in Miracles defines a miracle. It's a shift in perception. You, you see things differently. And it's very healing. So if somebody is stressing, the book gets to the root cause of stress. Because meditating or going to the gym or going to the pub might be a temporary fix, so to speak, exercise, things like that for stress. But it keeps coming back until right. you learn where it's coming from, which is in the mindset. And then when you make the shift, you don't get stressed anymore. You're not afraid of anything. You're truly in spirit, which is where the word inspired comes from, and me meaning you're, you're free and you're not afraid. Because if you're afraid of anything, you're not free. So that's the shift. And you can apply it anywhere. You can apply it. We need a shift in government. We need a shift in healthcare. And I often say I'm a business consultant. I practiced, started my practice 31 years ago. So I've worked all over the country, all over the world, actually. Um, and I've met a lot of people, even at the most senior levels, who live in fear. CEOs of Fortune 100 companies who are afraid to screw up, afraid to lose market share, afraid to, to get sued. I mean, all kinds of stuff. People in the military. There's a reason we call it the defense department. Mm -hmm. okay? It's because we have to protect ourselves. We're afraid. And so I, I've witnessed this for so many years. I thought, well, you know, where's all that coming from? And as a business consultant, I do a lot of root cause analysis, helping companies solve problems. And, and the root cause of, of, uh, of fear and stress is a negative projection into the future that something's going to go wrong. It's an right. assumption, you know. And then yet when we think that way, stress breaks down our immune system. People tend to get sick when they're stressing. And then when they get sick and start stressing about the fact that they're sick, that makes it even worse. It makes right. them more, more vulnerable. And, and an interesting thing happened, uh, Rebecca, in, in the year 2000, my father got very sick. 11 months later, he, was, he, he passed from chemotherapy, essentially. And um, it set me on a mission, in a sense. I had been consulting already for many years, written a lot of books, things like that, all, all business-related. But the mission it sent me on was, there's got to be better alternatives in healthcare than the traditional U.S. Um, you know, poison and radi radiation treatments. There's got to be something else that we can do to never get cancer, to never get heart disease. And uh, I've, I've followed some brilliant people. I love the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton, for example, who's just done, he wrote a, a great book called The Biology of Belief and another one called The Wisdom of the Cells. And with science and with evidence, shows us that what we think, what we hold in mind, tra translates then into a, an energetic vibration that we emit or s a signal that we send out as, as people. And that signal influences the, the world we live in. And now it's measurable. 
So the HeartMath Institute, for example, uh, Greg Braden, uh, a, a scientist, has done some great work on this. The, the experiments that when we think a certain way, it actually affects our DNA. And our DNA actually communicates with the light particles, the photons all around us that make up essentially the universe. So we aren't victims. We are co-creators of our experiences. And so when we get into, I like to call it flow, when we get into flow with a higher power, source energy, God, whatever you want to call it, we, we literally change the world around us. And it can go either way. We, you know, the old saying, misery loves company. I like to remind people, joy likes company too. So, <laughs> yeah. But misery is a measurable frequency, energy mm -hmm. frequency. And it, with law of attraction and karma and some of these things, what goes around comes around, call it what you like. We reap what we sow. If I'm in a miserable vibe, I'm going to attract more misery into my life. And there's proof of it over and over and over again. So why don't I turn the dial to, to something more positive? Why don't I think outside the box? I know that's overused, but I like to remind my clients as a business consultant that it doesn't do a lot of good in the long run to solve problems inside a box when it's the box that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You're just moving chairs around on the Titanic. It's, there's an iceberg, you know? Mm -hmm. So our healthcare system is like that. We're trying to figure out who's going to pay the bills and, uh, you know, what treatments we should have and things like that when the entire box, and it isn't just the healthcare box, it's what we eat. You go to the grocery store and you buy what you think is healthy and it's loaded with sugar and it's loaded with uh, artificial sweeteners and things like that and it's it, it's it, it's ruining our bodies and if again as a as a consultant i look at statistics i look at data if you look at the data on life longevity in the united states as how does it rank around the world it's we're terrible mm. we're, we're we're terrible and it, it bumps around here and there but we're, we're like in the the the, the high 30s to low 40s in longevity lifespan meaning there are 35 40 countries in front of us that live longer right right and you're mm -hmm. probably aware of the blue zones and things like that so what are they doing differently in the blue zones where people are frequently live to be well over 100 what are they eating right and so there's some fantastic data and and information available to us but then i find out I'm talking to people here, I mean, I, my oldest daughter is a registered dietitian, so we talk about these things, and she's just like, Dad, what they're doing, and she works for a hospital. Mm. What they're she sees it firsthand. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And then to try to get people just to shift their perception, so to speak, of what they eat is, well, I could never give up, you know, my potato chips. I could never give up right. my high fructose corn syrup. I could never give up my diet Coke which I'm supposed to be losing weight if I drink it, a diet, anything. <laughs> Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. so, um, it's remarkable. So if you drill right down to why am I not feeling well, why am I unhappy, why am I in a lousy relationship or whatever it could be, it's because it's in one form or another, I'm ignorant. I don't know any better. I don't know what I don't know. And so when I look at like healthcare, and what people are experiencing, not just in terms of longevity, but look at the obesity rates in this country. You know, look at the opioid crisis. Look at just some of the 
things going on, you, you have to ask why. And it, it boils right down to people in many cases think they're eating something healthy and they're not. They've been misled by, by right. marketers. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I think, misinformation, a lot of greenwashing. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people don't eat the way they should. Um, but I want to go back to something that you said about fear and stress being counterproductive. And it triggered a memory that um, someone had once said to me, well, um, I don't want to live my life in fear. You know, I want to eat what I want to eat and enjoy my life while I'm on earth. I want to, you know, if I want to drink a Coke, I want to drink, I don't want to live in fear of having a health problem because they perceived and assumed that that's why I eat healthy was because I'm living from a place of fear. And I said, I'm not eating healthily because I'm afraid of what might happen. I'm eating healthily because I know that's going to help me live a happier, more, more fulfilling life. Because if I'm sick, you know, it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to enjoy life when you're sick. So I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have is that, that we people who choose to eat turmeric and mm -hmm. things like that um, because we're doing it from a place of fear. But I think it's a really good point that you bring up is that fear contributes to it. And we're not in any way doing this, what we do from a place of fear. Well, yeah. And the opposite of fear, if, if, if you will, is love. So of course, in miracles essentially teaches there's only one emotion, period. And that emotion is pure, sacred love. We all come, love is just a synonym for God or source energy. So we are all sourced from pure love. And then we, as we grow up, we adopt the ego mindset, which is a fear-based dualistic way of thinking or box, so to speak. And that's the box we, we think inside of. Mm -hmm. Who's right, who's wrong, that's the dualistic good, bad, win, lose, compete, compare. People go on Facebook now and they're comparing, oh, and it's, it's creating all kinds of you know, tension and stress among a lot of people. And right. we have light of our true emotion, energy and motion, which is pure love. So the shift that happens is we awaken to who we really are and where we really came from, which is pure love, and fear is an illusion. So now what? Am I eating turmeric or am I, you know, eating healthy um, choices because I'm afraid? Or am I eating it because I love my body? I love my cells. I love the, 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 the vehicle that I've been given in this life. And I want to take good care of it. I want to respect it. I, I want to nurture it and care for it. So why do I eat healthy? For those reasons, not fear. I just, as long as I'm here, I want to take good care of what I have. And here's the other interesting thing. It isn't just the physical, the physical food, the physical body, the physical looks. When you break, break things right down, and any good physicist will tell you this today, 99.999% of your body is space. You go right down to the atomic level, 
And you, if you took an atom, which essentially is everything is made up of atoms, right? If you mm -hmm. took an atom and blew it up to be the size of a giant football stadium, do you know that the nucleus of the atom would be the size of a grain of sand on the 50 yard line and the electrons would be circling the stadium. So an atom, which essentially everything's made of, is mostly space, mostly empty. Now you never think that when you, right. you, know, when you feel something, it's like doesn't feel like empty space to me. Um, but when you start to really appreciate that we are energy beings, which is just another term for spiritual beings. Spirit is energy, it's, it's love. And you start to get in alignment with that love by, I'm gonna eat chlorella, okay? I'm gonna eat some spirulina, I'm gonna eat wheatgrass, I don't know, whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat uh, some sauerkraut, which is a wonderful probiotic um, for you know people to keep, keep, keep healthy and boost their mm -hmm. immune system whatever you choose, but I'm going to make the best choices I can uh, by not just believing the labels on a box or, or, or not looking at those things. I'm just going to eat my chips and have my sodas and things like that because they make me feel good temporarily. Um, these, these same decisions that people make, then the next thing you know, they're, they're griping because they're 20 pounds overweight or they've got high blood sugar or they've got some issue, you know, that's, that's weighing them down. Yeah, I'm, I'll be 60 on my next birthday and I, I feel like I'm in my 30s. That's I, I, great. So, you know, I, and that's because I am very aware and mindful of the choices. Mm -hmm. you know, and... Um, and, and food's another form of energy. So you can, like you can calibrate, I love the work of Dr. David Hawkins, the late David Hawkins, he's passed now, but he developed a, 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 a tool, a methodology, applied kinesiology to measure the energy frequencies of all kinds of things, people, songs, books, mm -hmm. foods. And so you can actually test the, the and the higher the frequency, the better, Mm -hmm. the frequencies of broccoli versus organic broccoli. Yeah, I've seen those photos before. It's very fascinating. Um, yeah. Let me back up to something else you said about um, healthcare and, you know, being healthy and having, you know, problems in your body. So let's say someone um, is doing the best they can to take care of themselves, but they go, uh, they start having some kind of symptom and they go, to the doctor because you know that's what people do they go have some tests done and something on the test results is a red flag and their doctor wants them to get further testing so now they're sent to an imaging center or whatever um, and then of course there's the waiting period and the worrying waiting worrying period while they wait to find out what the results are from the next test uh, so with your concept of the healthcare system shifting, what you know, what do you see changing in this system? In this scenario, something like this, where you know you get blood work and there's a red flag, and then you have to go get another test to see what that's about. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what kind of shift can we make in there? One, in just the way things are done, and two, in what people do as soon as they find out about that red flag, because like you mentioned before the first thing we start to do is to worry, oh, what could that be? Well, what am I going to find out when I get this test? And instead of just staying chill 
and, mm-hmm. you know, trusting your body and all of that. Um, we tend to, most people, their first reaction is to kind of freak out. So what, what would you say? I mean, what kind of advice do you have for someone in that situation? Well, I'll tell you what, the first thing people typically do when they, 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 they're not well is they, they trust a doctor to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. I see a shift taking place where this is going to sound a little crazy, but the patient is educating the doctor on things because the patient might be educated in something the doctor's never heard of before. Their own body. Well, things like, okay, I, I was asked to speak. I just spoke last weekend in St. Petersburg, Florida for a big company out of Eastern Europe, Liechtenstein, mm-hmm. a company called Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, not the car, BMW. Right. Beamer. I saw that on your Facebook. Beamer is a fascinating vascular therapy technology. <clears throat> it's fascinating. And uh, it ra- radically improves your circulation, your blood flow in your body, which delivers nutrients to the cells and oxygen to the cells and, 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 and takes the metabolic waste at the micro level out of your body. So it's remarkable. You talk to a doctor about Beamer and they think you're talking about a car in most cases. It's right. hardly known about. It's in 4,000, over 4,000 hospitals across Europe. It's hard to find one in the United States. But there are now 22,000 distributors in the United States educating people, informing people on this alternative. And it's, it works in great harmony with other treatments that the doctor might be prescribing you. So my point being is sometimes we have to take information to the doctor Mm -hmm. because the paradigm we're in right now is people go to the doctor and they say, hey, can you give me this drug? I saw it on television and I think I have this issue. Okay, or can you give my kid this drug because they're hyper? Mm -hmm. It's it's backwards. So now as much time and effort and research as I've put into natural alternatives for the last 20 years. I didn't know about Beamer until last year when they called me up and asked me to come out to San Diego and give a speech for them out there. I was like, who's Beamer? You know, and I spoke at the BMW national convention years ago. I thought it was BMW calling me back. So, but then I learned all about Beamer and I immediately bought one. I was like, I I have to add this to my repertoire or my practice or things like that. Uh, but it's a remarkable technology. You mentioned turmeric earlier. I mean, now that's becoming more and more known about in curcumin, you know, the active. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, a lot of people don't even know about it. Their, their, their default mode is to go get ibuprofen, you know, or get an aspirin or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but turmeric's a fantastic anti-inflammatory. Other ones, earthing. I, ref- I reference earthing actually in the book, Miracle-Minded Manager. Just touching the earth with your skin for eight minutes a day, eight to 20 minutes a day, is flooding your body with electrons, which neutralizes free radicals and reduces inflammation, which is a major root cause to most diseases, just by touching the earth with your skin. Now, I live in Michigan half the year, and when it's winter up there, I'm not going to go walk around the yard barefoot. So there are, now there are bed sheets and and floor mats and things you can put, you know, under your desk to ground doesn't doesn't have to be long but we live in a very with all the wireless technology now we've we live we live in a field of energy that you don't necessarily know and and a lot of it's damaging the body isn't used to it so one of the things you can do is ground or earth 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd never heard of that before. I went to a, I, I've been grounding now for like eight, eight or 10 years. I went to a big conference in, in Los Angeles and met one of the authors of the book Earthing, Dr. Stephen Sinatra. He's a cardiologist, by the way. So now more and more docs are getting, uh, are becoming aware of alternatives that you can't overdose from. You can't overdose from earthing. Right. I've had a grounding mat for in front of my computer for years. Sure. Yeah. And and when you look at the, what it does to your blood flow, which is critical to your health, Mm -hmm. it's remarkable. It's totally remarkable. And yet I, uh, I asked my doctor about earthing and he had never heard of it and I'm not, insulting him in any way. I have family members. Well, they don't teach that in medical school. Precisely, right. So I share information with my doctors. And, uh, and I even made a change of doctors because the doctor I was sharing a lot of stuff with um, 15, 20 years ago um, wasn't interested, didn't want to hear it. And I'm now with a doctor who's, he's, he's quite curious. Like, uh, how, you know, this is really interesting stuff. And it's science backed you know it's not theory it's it's very backed up but with, with real science so i i think that more people can do to educate themselves especially with a couple of clicks these days you can click on almost anything and get some information now some right. of it you got to be real careful with true okay but uh, you know the bo- the most widely used medical website pubmed.gov mm-hmm. uh, you go pubmed.gov and you plug in Beamer diabetes or Beamer heart disease or Beamer MS or something. And you'll see cases and cases and cases of, of examples of how it's helped people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's truly remarkable. But what I see when, when I go to these events, because there's testimonials from people who get up and they go, you know, I thought I was doomed. My doctor told me I had just a few months to live. And now they're just as vibrant as you can imagine. 10, 12 years later. And so it's, it, the testimonials are heartfelt. It's a, it's a wonderful alternative, but it's not something that's embedded in our current system. So mm-hmm. we have to go outside the box in, in many ways, the, mo- the box being surgeries and pharmaceuticals and you know, traditional, conventional allopathic treatments to things that are quite quite different. Right. Well, I'm like you. I I enjoy um, studying and reading about longevity. And I know that you had mentioned a lot about um, mindful living, um, about, you know, keeping your focus, knowing your purpose, um, having a mission and, and, you know, just staying healthy in general. And I had watched one of your um, YouTube videos where you were talking about, um, you know, taking care of your body systems and how you did mention the sauerkraut, which by the way, we use the same brand of sauerkraut that I love Bubby's sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, you were talking about, you know, that clearing your intestines and taking care of your liver and your kidney. And I think that these are some of the things that, you know, if we are mindful about these and we do listen to our body and we do these, and it's not that complicated, these simple things, then when we get some of these bad lab results, like I mentioned with the red flags, you know, it's, it's something that I feel like, you know, we can take steps to move in the right direction as opposed to 
waiting for our doctor to tell us, oh, this is what's going on with your body, which I do feel like doctors are completely useful and, and necessary. But I think that we've given over all of our power to doctors where, you know, we, we can know our bodies and know some things that we can do to maintain our health or to even reverse some health problems. Absolutely. I'll tell you two very quick, very factual doctor stories that impacted my life. The first one was when I was 17 years old in high school. I loved the game of football. And we had just won the state championship in Michigan. So we were a very good team. And I was elected captain for my senior year. Very excited about it. You know, recruiters would be coming the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And that summer, I was also very entrepreneurial. And I had a, a landscaping lawn business. Long story short, I ran my foot through a lawnmower accidentally. Ended up in the hospital for eight days. After 10 hours of major reconstructive surgery, multiple surgeries, the surgeon, a, a, a patent holding world renowned surgeon, Dr. Al Swanson told me, I'm sorry, son, but your football's over. We did the best we could. We put your foot back together again, wired the tendons back, this and that. Um, but I, I don't ever imagine you playing football again. I'm really sorry. Two years later, I was playing at Notre Dame, which is a pretty major uh, football program. And that's a comeback story. And, and so my point being is I chose not to believe the doctor. I know that sounds maybe a little arrogant even, but I had learned that from because I was in the hospital and I was given a book by my grandfather. And the book was a, about a story about Rocky Blyer, who was a Notre Dame football player who went on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before he played at the Steelers, he got drafted to Vietnam, ended up being being blown up essentially in parts in, in, in Vietnam, sent home, his doctor's reconstruction on his foot, his leg, um, said your football days are over. Rocky was playing, starting tailback, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years later, and he won four Super Bowls, four Super Bowls. I've held all four of his rings in my hand now. It's like, because we've, we've connected. But uh, shocking, unbelievable story of, I'll call it mind over matter, Miracle-minded management, there's whatever you want to call it, but the shift. The second real quick story is, so I also had a hernia operation in high school, and uh, which was, in those days, it was six days in the hospital, and it was, you know, a pretty major deal. Now they do it like outpatient, but I had been, I was diagnosed 10 years ago with another hernia. And so, uh, you know, I was talking to my doctor and he said, so here's what you have to do. See the specialist, get it operated on. That's the only treatment known for hernias. So I said, well, I'm going to try something different. Just, he's like, what? I said, I'm, I'm going to try uh, energy, a form of energy healing. He's like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> and uh, six weeks later, the hernia was gone. So I used a combination of uh, meditations something called EFT, emotional freedom technique, meridian tapping, mm -hmm. and some very nourishing foods to visualize the hernia going away, and it did. And I've been wow. back to the doctor repeatedly. It, it, it's so, I am a complete believer in mind over matter. You just have to have the right tools and you have to practice it. Uh, you know, so I, I couple things like earthing, I couple the beamer, I couple the nu nutrients and the- It's a lifestyle. Precisely. 
-hmm. And I don't do it out of fear, to go back to your earlier comment. I, I do it out of love. You I know? agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, you know. I'm with you. I, th I totally think it's a lifestyle. It's not just any one specific thing that, you know, I mean, it's a combination of all of these things. It is. I, I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes people ask me what's the most important ingredient, you know, so to speak, in chocolate cake. And this is just a metaphor. <laughs> right. But if you stop and you think about chocolate cake or, or anything for that matter, there's more than one ingredient. Right. You know, yeah, you probably need some chocolate. By the way, pure cacao is super, super healthy. You probably mm -hmm. know that. Um, but there's other things you got to mix in with it to get the synergy. And if you leave out any one ingredient, it might not be exactly a chocolate cake. <laughs> right. So if someone wanted to contact you to speak at their event, they can find you on your website. Can you tell yep. us? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, my website's uh, johnjmurphy.org. Mm -hmm. Contact information there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, author John J. Murphy. On LinkedIn, John J. Murphy Mystic. And then uh, my email address, if you want that, is jjmurphy13 at comcast.net. jjmurphy13 at comcast.net. So a lot of people just send me an email and put something in the subject bar that says right. that, that I would re recognize. And uh, yeah, um, that's how uh, people reach out to me. I would like to include all of your links and things in the show notes so people know where to find you. I think um, you have a lot of really useful information on, you know, your website and I'm looking forward to your book coming out in October. And so uh, I'll definitely be sharing a link. I think it's available to pre-order on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can even pre-order it through your bookstores, your local bookstores. Great. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. The book is just talk about love. It's just mm -hmm. loaded with love, meaning it's loaded with just the most positive energy that you can imagine and that's what people connect with so it's 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 a book that's truly intended to help people and there is references in the book around healthcare as well as everything else so yeah, um, yeah i encourage pe people to take a look at it it's a fun read it's a story it's talk about kind of the rabbit's hole it's 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 <laughs> book mm -hmm. um it's it, it's a it's a bit of a tearjerker in parts um but at the end of the at the end of the day it's very inspirational so good well i hope it's a springboard to stimulate change in the healthcare system i hope people will um you know start making some kind of ruckus in there and we will get some change in that area because i really think that it's it's definitely needed I think, you know, as far as even, even from, from both standpoints, I know with doctors and patients uh, that there are a lot of people looking for change right now. So. Yeah. Well, and, and I would add to health, I'm totally with you on the healthcare and that's why I've written some articles and bylines on miracle minded healthcare, but mm -hmm. I also wrote one that got a tremendous amount of attention called miracle minded government. Oh and yeah. <laughs> Miracle-minded government with a question mark, and then the word "really" with a question mark. Like, really, how really. Does that, how does that work? But it got a tremendous amount of attention because we do need a shift mm -hmm. in this country, a shift from this fear-based, antagonistic, 
attack and defend and condemn and criticize and judge and mm -hmm. all this conflict that's going on. You see it, you know, we've got environmental challenges. Mm -hmm. We've got this very dualistic political system. Um, we, in fact, I'm working on an article right now called Miracle-Minded Education. Oh. There's, a, there's a shift taking place in education. Mm -hmm. You ask any young teacher to describe the, the changes in their classrooms, kids walking around texting each other 10 feet away with, with headphones on. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's a completely different culture. It really is. And uh, so just basic team building skills, just put that stuff aside and let's like actually talk with one another and work on a project together, work on something together. It's, and and uh, I'll write an article, Miracle-Minded Parenting. Oh, that, because if a be parent good. is afraid and stressed and anxious and, and bitter about their job or their situation or whatever, kids are picking that up or afraid to parent. I know a lot of parents who are afraid to make rules, afraid to say no, afraid to do anything, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely something that would be very useful for parents now. Yeah. In so. fact, I just wrote two articles that were published last week on back to school stress. Mm. So people, including parents, kids, and teachers, Oh boy, here comes school again, and with school shootings, with drugs, with bullying, and all kinds of the things that are are uh, predominant in various mm -hmm. schools now. Um, how do you deal with back to school stress? So I, I wrote a couple of articles sharing some oh. miracle-minded techniques in those articles. Good. Yeah. Well, we'll have to link those in the show notes for this. So um, shoot those over to me in an email so I can make sure and include those. Yeah, well, they're all published. They're all available through my website. They so are. Okay, if, good. Yeah, somebody good. clicks on my website, they'll see my videos, my articles. Perfect. Yeah, there's a lot of information there. So um, listeners, hopefully you'll take a moment to go over and find all of John's really, really useful information. And I, I personally enjoyed watching your YouTube videos. So hopefully you'll keep um, producing some things for YouTube. Yeah, I haven't done many lately, but I, I, I was, uh, there's over 200, I think, on, I my, saw. on my channel. <laughs> I was um, like, there's no way I can digest all of this. <laughs> it's, it's... No, but, I, but they're short, typically. So I, what I was intending to do there is put up a four or five minute little clip on something that's helpful for people. It, it is. Could, it's good information. Could, could be yeah. a superfood, could be a meditation technique. I teach right. meditation techniques. Mm -hmm. All the Taoist sounds, I teach those. Um, the one that, that I gave you two examples on this, mm -hmm. but it, they're there. The EFT, the emotional freedom technique, I teach that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds, and it's free, you know? Right. People can get, you know, if, if they're looking for some help. Um, it's just a way for me to give back, so to speak, and, um, and share great. what I can. Well, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you got a, a lot of great information and thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on and talk to me about your book and the healthcare system and all of these other really important topics. I feel like we could have talked for hours, but this is a healthy bite. So it's like you said, try to keep it short so people can digest it, but they'll mm -hmm. be able to get all a lot more information from your website. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, right. it's a pleasure. All right. Thank you.